This is Make Money Count, brought to you by Connect Home Financing. Good afternoon, uh, gentlemen, and uh, how are you? Good, great. How are you, Ian? I'm well. You know, there's this idea out there about money people and how they tend to be very reserved, very quiet, you know, sitting there with their head over a table in a three-piece suit, no matter what, uh, no matter how hot it is. Um, you guys certainly don't fit that mold when it comes to thinking about uh, guys who work in the money world. Um, what kind of hobbies do you have, just out of curiosity? Because we never really asked about you as the people. We keep talking about you know you guys as business people. I'll let Marcus go first. You want to know my hobbies first, JT? Okay. Uh, I any spare time I have, I spend with my family, my kids. So my hobbies now include Lego, magnetic building blocks, going to the park, uh, watching them drive into my shins on their little motorized like uh, vehicles <laughs> or bicycles. Um, and when I'm not doing that, I like to play hockey, men's league hockey, which is similar to having my kids drive into my shins. What about, and, I mean, every uh, time I love we to talk travel. to you, though, you seem to be in a new, exciting place in the world. Last time we talked, you're in Italy. Today, you're in London. You're off to Paris. Uh, man, you're certainly seeing the world. Yeah, I mean, I, I travel for work a fair bit right now. So I, I guess one of my hobbies is my work. I love what I do. And if it can take me um, to different uh, cities, uh, I rarely say no. You know what? Good for you. Take every opportunity. Um, how about you, Justin? What are your hobbies when you're not, uh, you know, with your head over a, a computer screen? So I, like Marcus, would say that one of my hobbies is work. I do really enjoy being here. I love being with my team. Um, so, so, so definitely work is a hobby. Other than that, um, I, I, I have a really big record collection. It's probably like, uh, anyways. Big fan of record collecting, love it. As in vinyl, vinyl, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I probably have like two or three thousand. I don't know. I should really count them one day. But, um, but yeah, record collecting. And then you can't see it because I'm wearing a long sleeve shirt on the show all the time. But I really enjoy getting tattooed <laughs> while listening to records. While listening to records, yeah, that's yeah. like that's like a dream day for me. Absolutely, Justin. Tell us about reverse mortgage. Yeah. So, I mean, what a reverse mortgage is, is basically uh, when it's boiled down a mortgage that you don't have to make a payment on. So, um, you know, when when an interest payment comes, if you do not want to make it and I will really, um, you know, put an ask or put an exclamation mark on that, because a lot of people that people think that reverse mortgages, you cannot make a payment on at all. So if you do not want to make a payment, then then that interest would be ballooned on your principal. And at the time that you pay out the mortgage, uh, you would have to pay back the principal and any interest payments that were not made during the term of that mortgage. So, I'm, uh, sorry, I mean, what you, would... you do have to make one payment. You do have to make one payment. At the end, you got to make a payment. Still. Yeah, at the end, you got to make a big payment. Marcus, why would this yeah. be attractive to someone? There's a lot of reasons, and they're gaining in popularity just because of the change in demographics in Canada right now. So, you know, if you think about a reverse mortgage, you're if you have a fixed income or very little income, and you require additional cash flow in order to live, 
and you've got all this equity built up in your house, in a lot of cases, it's very difficult for you to access that equity from your financial institution, from the bank that you're dealing with. So you can access a lump sum of money and you do not have to make regular debt service payments on that money and it does not hurt your credit. So there are definite pros to a reverse mortgage. I would just say that a reverse mortgage should be viewed as pretty close to the last resort. Mm-hmm. Um, there, so there, there are a few limitations on reverse mortgages, which we'll get into on today's show. Uh, there are, namely, you can't access all that much of the equity in your home. Right, like there's thresholds for how much you can access, and they're all based on how old you, as the borrower, are. So the older you are, the more you can access. It's all based on actuarial tables, how long they expect you to live from the time that you borrowed the money, so that they're not afraid to be able to accumulate interest on the amount that you've borrowed, for fear of you not having enough equity built up in the house by the time that you pass away. So if you're 55 years old. The tables dictate that you'll only access 15% of the equity in your home. And then once you get to 85 years old, you might be able to get a maximum of 55% out um, as a as a lump sum. So what we, again, Connect is all about helping the borrower figure out what all of their options are. Because a lot of times, similar to going to a bank, you know, someone might see a home equity um, reverse mortgage commercial and just call in like home equity bank and equitable bank are the two providers of reverse mortgages in Canada right now. So you, you know, you'll see a commercial and you'll call in and you'll believe that this is your only option. The problem is, is that you're speaking to someone who represents reverse mortgages. So it's again, it's it always get back to this, right? It's always good to get some unbiased feedback on what your plans, um, how your plans may be impacted and, and really an unbiased viewpoint of what else is available in the marketplace to help you. So in, in the case of a reverse mortgage, if people have a lot of equity built up in their home, there are programs with different lenders that allow them to access all the capital that they'll ever need at much lower rates than what reverse mortgages trade at. So, And to give you an idea, a reverse mortgage is almost always at least two percentage points higher than a regular mortgage rate. In some cases, 3% higher. Now, we do a lot of reverse mortgages, and I can tell you that in many cases, you'll notice that the commit that that the commitments, the the interest rates that our borrowers receive receive are significantly lower than than what they can get in the open market. It's it's just a factor of how, the the volume of these deals that we do. But um, we do not we're we're not immediate advocates of a reverse mortgage. Is it true though that it kind of just eats away then at your equity? One hundred percent true. Yeah, listen, if you can't service the debt, you something is going to be servicing it, right? The the lenders just simply being patient with how they're being repaid. So they're confident that the equity in your home is sufficient to cover all of the monthly payments that you would normally be making on that loan. 
So it's it, every single month, you know, if you if you have a $500,000 mortgage, you know you're going to have a $2,000 a month payment. On, an, on a, a reverse mortgage, that might be a $3,000 a month payment because the interest rates are a little bit higher. So that $3,000 a month payment is still accumulating and you can anticipate that at the end of each year, you will have eroded $36,000 worth of equity away from your home. So uh, another option for some of these people who are on a fixed income, who are clearly you know, struggling to make ends meet, is they can actually borrow money from their home and if they are an accredited investor and if they meet the guidelines, some of them we've had in the past will invest that capital with Connect in our mortgage investment fund. And our mortgage investment fund returns an 8% yield, historically speaking. And you got to tell, you got to say, you know, for the, um, for the OSC, we have to say that historical yields are not indicative of the future, of course. Yeah. But, you know, for the last 10 years, we've returned about an 8% yield. Um, and we have borrowers who we've helped to obtain a 2% five-year fixed-rate mortgage. So I, I, I'm a huge advocate of figuring out what other options are on the table. And I think that if you have a million-dollar house and you're just looking to access something to help you increase your cash flow, you could borrow $500,000 at 2%, which you service at $10,000 a year, and you could invest that capital at 8%, which yields you $40,000, and then you'd end up with a $30,000 surplus. That would not erode the equity in your home, and that would provide you with a $2,500 a month check. Uh, and if you're on uh, a limited income plan, a limited you know, old age security, let's say, for example, then the tax repercussions of it are not as severe as they would be if you were earning at the highest marginal tax rate. So there's it's a little complex, but all I'm saying is whether it's a reverse mortgage or a home equity line of credit or a home equity loan or a clever way to access your equity and invest it to create a yield for yourself, you need to look at all the options. You can't, you can't just jump on the first one. Guys, last segment we were talking about rever reverse mortgages. There's a really interesting um, uh, sub on a board called Reddit, if you know what that is, uh, or if our listeners do anyway. And the, the, basically the, the title of it is explain it to me like I'm five years old. And it's a deadly serious area where stuff that people don't necessarily understand, professionals can step in and whereby normally they would use a lot of their industry jargon and stuff like that. They really do try and dumb down that explanation, I guess, to a level that, you know, a, a younger person might understand. So just to put a bow on what we're talking about, and just for some fun, Justin, um, explain it to me like I'm a five-year-old. What is a reverse mortgage? This is a challenge. I like this. So a reverse mortgage is an amount of money that you borrow against your property that, that instead of making monthly payments, uh, if you don't want to make a monthly payment, uh, then the interest that is accrued on the mortgage would basically be added to the money that you already owe on the property. 
Thus, when you do you know, pay I think, mortgage, listen, you're explaining it to like the five-year-old Doogie Hauser right now. Accrued <laughs> interest? The five-year-old doesn't know accrued interest. <laughs> I don't even know who Doogie Hauser is. So that's because you're too young. You never saw the show of. So you give Doogie it a Hauser's shot. Fabulous. Show I want to hear this. Alex P. Keaton, your turn. Uh, it's another one you could have used. A reverse mortgage is if you tell me I can have your house in the future, I'll give you some money today. And the money that I give you today, you're going to have to pay me back more money in the future or I'm going to sell your house. <laughs> a little threatening, but I think the message comes across. No, yeah. you know what? That is a perfect way. To well, listen, it. I have a five-year-old. Right. I have yes. a five-year-old. That's how you communicate with five-year-olds. <laughs> you take away their houses, do you? If you, don't, if you don't eat your dinner, you're going to go to your room. <laughs> you're not going to have a house. <laughs> I'm picking your house away. Yeah. 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 This is... <laughs> This is the Mortgage Show brought to you by Connect. I got an email here, guys. Uh, it says, hello, I am a, an avid listener of 1010 and love your show. I currently have a second mortgage with Prudent and a first mortgage with TD. My TD mortgage is at a rate of 2.7%, but my Prudent loan is 14.99%. I'm interested in consolidating my mortgages, but it would be $450,000 and I don't qualify with the bank as I am just um, getting my old, old age security and CPP. My son does help me, but I assume we can't use that. Now, I've heard of these reverse mortgages that you guys are talking about, but all the bad things, I seem to hear, I guess what he's saying is I hear all the bad things. I'm wondering what your opinion is also. Now, I'm 75 years old. My house should be worth around a million dollars. Justin, do you want to start? Yeah. So, I mean, um, so first off, if I remember the the Matrix correctly, uh, not the movie, but the uh, the the form that we have that dictates how much this person would be able to borrow against their property, there is enough money for this person to get um, uh, to to get enough equity to pay out their first mortgage and their second mortgage. So, um, I will say though that. Uh, so, so that's all fine and dandy. This is something that we can do. And, and, and just to touch on maybe the bad things that you hear, you know, like, like Marcus had mentioned earlier, you know, this is a situation where, um, you know, it's, it's almost the last option, right? It's almost the last resort, but it is definitely a good option for people who need it. Um, and, and, you know, if some of the bad things that you're hearing, are you know that it's going to erode your equity so you can actually make the interest payments on a reverse mortgage and you can pay down 10 percent of the balance of the reverse mortgage every year so if your if your son i think it was son or daughter is helping you out with some money and you mm. can make those interest payments then that's something that that's something that you can take advantage of um or of course you don't have to make the payments and you can kind of um you know okay. use that money for any other thing <clears throat> This is why we have a Monday morning meeting at Connect. So every Monday morning, everybody that works at Connect, we all get together, it takes about two hours, and we go through any file to make sure that each file has multiple heads thinking about it. 
And if we were talking about this file, I would have a different opinion from Justin. I would you say you didn't let me finish. Oh, really? That's, okay. that's no, my fourteen-year-old. No, 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 I want to no. hear this. So listen, I would say if if this if this guy's got a son that's willing to help him out with interest payments, he's got a son who should be co-signing because we're talking about a family's estate here. There is absolutely no reason if you're willing to help service a debt. There's no reason why you should be taking an inflated interest rate for a reverse mortgage. The same way we spoke last week about how family members are more likely to help out other family members in Europe when in, in, we were in Italy and we were talking about it. Canadians have to wrap their heads around this, right? You've got a gentleman here who's got a house worth a million bucks. He's for some reason been put into a prudent financial loan at 15, 1499 um, for... I don't know what the dollar amount is, but like, you know, the total is like 400 grand or something. I don't remember all the numbers, but yeah. So listen, he's got a, he's got a really big second mortgage right now. He's got a good first mortgage, which is amazing. I would, if he was one of our clients, the first thing I would look to do is to see if we can contact his existing mortgage lender who's in first position, add the son on to that deal and top up that loan amount at whatever 2.5, 2.7% you said the rate was and leave it alone. And if he needs any additional capital, take an extra 25, 30, 40, whatever the, the TDS and GDS ratios will allow. I wouldn't rock the boat too much on this. I certainly wouldn't want to take somebody. So let's assume, you know, we said 270. Let's assume 3% and 15%. And he's got half his money at 3% right now. And the other half his money at um, at 15%. We, we always do a calculation called the weighted average cost of capital, where you take a blend of the two interest rates to arrive at what the total interest rate that the person's paying, the weighted rate on all of their debt. In this case, it's half of 3%, one and a half, half of 15%, seven and a half, you have now a 9% effective interest rate that this guy's paying on all of his debt. If we flip him into a reverse mortgage, he's going to be at five and a half, maybe four and a half if he's lucky, but I don't know. It's going to be on the high end because he's at 40, 48% loan to value. So you may be taking him out of a bad situation, but you're not putting him into the best situation. You're going to be eroding his equity pretty quickly. Either... Like, first of all, if that mortgage is with TD in first position and it's a 270, 3% and a five-year fixed, it's probably not going to make sense to break it. It might. We have to run the numbers. But he probably only has two, three years left on that mortgage. So add the sun, top him up, and then give him the capital that he needs. And then at the maturity of that loan, flip him into something even cheaper. So instead of a 9% rate, don't take him to a five. Why don't we take him to two? Going forward, I'm going to let Justin answer all the questions first, and then I'm going to provide a better answer. <laughs> <laughs> what I was going to say is that is that depending on where the son lives, and if the son lives in his house, then then we can actually use his income without putting him on title. But that's where I was going with that. Who cares? But the bottom this, line listen, is the how, bottom line is, and you guys have done this before for callers where. They don't think that they have options. They believe that their, you know, their backs are up against the wall. And at fifteen percent interest, that's only a couple of points short of credit card interest. Mm -hmm. If you could drastically lower that for this person, I mean, at seventy-five years old, that, that that could mean an entirely different lifestyle for him. 
Yeah, this is all of this stuff is life changing, right? It's such a large amount of money that one percent on five hundred grand is five thousand dollars a year, right? It's like we talk about it so flippantly on these shows, and people when they get quoted a like a, another sinister thing that a lot of these lenders do is they quote you a monthly payment. They don't quote you an interest rate. Can you handle ninety nine dollars a month? I can handle whatever I can handle. I want to know the interest rate. And then I want to analyze the interest rate against all of my options. So don't let people treat you like a fool. Know all of your options. We keep talking about this on the show, right? The two things that you need in order to be successful is, number one, you need all the information available to you from the market. And then, number two, you need to know all of your own information. How much money do you need? How long do you need it for? Those are the two most critical things. Final, how are you going to pay it back? You know those three things. You can go to the market and you can access all of the information and you can figure out what your best option is. But if you just, you know, if you're just taking information at face value from lenders who have a genuine vested interest in charging you more, good luck to you. I mean, it's vicious. It's a vicious market. Guys, we're talking about reverse mortgages, and yes, I'm selfish, and yes, I'm, I'm not proud of the way I think sometimes, but I'm thinking this way anyway. I've got a house, I've, you know, it's worth uh, 1.4, I guess, in Toronto now with, a, with the recent increases and stuff. Um, but you know what? Bottom line, not that fussy on my kids, and I don't really care what happens. So when we're talking about this reverse mortgage, now that I've hit that point in my life where I might be able to actually enjoy the money that I've accumulated... Can I use that to as as an income per se, so that I could you know go cruising and and do whatever I need to for the rest of my life, worry free? I mean, sure. so yeah, I, I this is uh, so you can not only use it as an income if there is available equity. I'm sure there's tons of other options that Marcus is going to give us right now. But what I'm saying on a very basic level, you can definitely use uh, if there is equity in the property that you're able to acquire. It has income, uh, and more so, the fixed income that you do have, um, you know, you would be able to uh, as well use that for yourself, as you didn't have to make payments on the mortgage, right? So, listen, okay. So first off, you know, let's assume you're, you know, sixty years old. The maximum amount of capital you'll be able to get out of this place is about thirty percent. You said it was a one point four million dollars. So, uh, what, 280, 380, 420, 420,000 bucks. With that $420,000, you'll borrow it. It'd be unlikely that you're going to get any more capital out. That $420,000 will begin costing you about 5%, maybe 4%, but very more, more likely closer to 5% interest on a five year term. You'll have to renew that afterwards and it'll roll over. You're handing over the control of this asset now to home equity bank or equitable bank, which is okay for a lot of people. I don't think it's okay for a 60-year-old. I think mm -hmm. that the erosion of equity that would start happening just from like, like, I hope that you live a lot longer than the next 10 years, and I think that you will. The problem is, is that it's going to cost you a lot more money. You're going to be paying 20,000 bucks a year now, right? You're going to be paying 
5% on 400,000 bucks. So if we could structure a deal, and I'm very confident that we could, number one, based on age, number two, based on the amount of equity you have in your home, where you could be borrowing that capital at less than 2%, maybe even 1.2%. Why? Why did we make the decision to jump into a reverse mortgage at 5% and give away that equity? It doesn't, like, I get it. There's convenience in the fact that you're not making a monthly mortgage payment. But take out an extra 100,000 bucks and park it in a GIC that will earn you more than the 1.2% rate you're going to have on your mortgage. If you're risk averse, you could play a spread on that arbitrage. Like there are so many options available to you that, again, the reverse mortgage is not a horrible product. It's better than a home equity loan from Prudent uh, that our last email had at 15%, for sure. And in some cases, it might be the only option where there's you know, extremely limited income, where there is you know, the advanced age. I am just saying that because a commercial shows you, you know, a couple with gray hair walking along a beach, it doesn't mean that a reverse mortgage <laughs> is good for Ian Grant. Uh... But it might, it might, Ian, it, it very well, it very well could. I'm just yeah, saying. No, there I, I'm walking you... along the beach with my with my phone in my hand, watching CNN. That's the that's the reality of that image. Is there an age limit to a reverse mortgage? I mean, is there a point where it's no, it's not happening? Listen, they love the older you are, the more happy they are, right? Mm. Um, so, like, uh, the, the more advanced you get in age, the more capital you can access out of your home. And also, the more likely that a reverse mortgage is the best option for you, right? So, if you're 85 years old, you can get 50, 55% of the value of your home out in equity um again i would say the same thing though if you're 85 years old and you've got a family member that's willing to co-sign that loan especially for estate planning purposes if it's a family member who you're planning on leaving something to yeah. adding them onto the title of the home is just intelligent estate planning so listen there's a lot of options it's I think that a reverse mortgage serves its purpose. I think that we're going to see more commercials. I think, I, I mean, I don't know if our listeners are going to be aware, but um, the, the there's two providers, Home Equity Bank and Equitable. Home Equity Bank is just had a massive investment from a U.S. hedge fund. Like we're talking about an industry that very intelligent people are keenly aware of because of the demographics and we are going to see more promotion we're going to see lower interest rates it's the market's going to become more competitive the people at equitable bank are not dummies they know exactly what they're doing when they get into this market they see a market with only one player and they bring themselves into the market they are a challenger bank by definition this is what they do so i think that we're going to see prices get more competitive i just I, I, it's the same approach I take with everything else. There are so many great resources available to Canadians. Connect is one where you can call and you can get unbiased advice as to what you should be doing. And I, I just, that should be your filter, right? You should always filter this information through a source that can 
provide you with the information in an unbiased way so that it's more accessible to you and it it will help you make the right decision because as we said like we just talked about the difference between a 1.5% 1.2 but let's say 1.5% rate and a five and a half percent rate on four hundred thousand dollars it's four percent on four hundred grand is sixteen thousand dollars a year sixteen thousand dollars a year for five years you know how much that is justin it's eighty thousand dollars it's a lot of money mm. yeah so eighty thousand dollars guys about how canadians are reluctant to, to discuss their finances it's always kind of hush hush and quiet um, from my own experience, when I am talking to people and we talk about, you know, a retirement planning, even, you know, even current planning, there are very few people I know really making a serious plan for their retirement. I, I keep hearing the excuse that they're too busy paying for today, that they don't have money to invest in the future. They don't have money to put anywhere. Is this an option for someone who finds themselves, you know, in their 60s, late 60s, out of work and, uh, you know, whatever kind of pension that the government's providing just doesn't cut it for them anymore. So I, I would, I would just go back to what Marcus was saying and, and a hundred percent, if you are only 60 years old, it is definitely too, too early, uh, too early to get a reverse mortgage, depending on your situation. Of course, don't really know the situation, but, um, yeah, there's, there is a ton of other options for you available on the table. Um, you know, whether that be someone co-signing for you or, um, you know, us using there, there is also non-income qualifying, you know, products with the bank that we can take a look at. Um, you know, so there, there's tons of other options. 60 years old is, is definitely too young in my mind. I know that Marcus thinks I'm like the number one reverse mortgage supporter on this show, but, uh, but, but 60 years old is definitely too young. I, listen, Justin, I think it's great to have a dialogue about reverse mortgages. So, and I think that you being an advocate for reverse mortgages is not a bad thing. All I'm saying is that, like everything else, what do they say? Um, like, if you're getting a house built, you can have it cheap, you can have it on time, or you can have it done right, but you can't have all three, right? So, money is kind of similar, right? You can't have money, you know, cheap fast and with the best lender like those three things don't exist so if you're looking for a reverse mortgage what you're looking for is like the right lender right the lender that's not going to ask any questions it's just going to write you a check super easy to deal with well if you're looking for that it's very unlikely that it's going to be cheap or fast right so like I'm just a, listen. I'm an advocate of of product breadth, right? Like I love the fact that Home Equity Bank is in the market and Equitable came into the market uh, to do reverse mortgages. I like the fact that mortgage investment corporations are gaining in traction. I like the fact that credit unions are like Meridian are growing really quickly. I even like the fact that we have at least five banks in Canada right that are that are competitive and i like that we have mortgage finance companies i think that the more pro how about this the canadian mortgage market is 2 trillion dollars the more product offerings we can have for the canadian consumer the better off we all are 
-hmm. whether it's a reverse mortgage or a second mortgage or a home equity loan or a home equity line of credit or a first mortgage with a bank or a first mortgage with a credit union, give them all to me. What I want, what my job in this marketplace is, what Justin's job in this marketplace is, is to know every nuanced detail of every single product that's available on that market so that when we get a phone call from somebody, we can advise them without a single doubt what the best option for them is. Guys, we kind of started the show, the first segment with this question, and we really have hashed out a lot over the past, but let's, for this final section, I'm going to ask the same question. We're talking about reverse mortgages. Are they a good idea? Are they a bad idea? Right. So, so this is this is what I'll say to that. So, uh, like we said earlier, reverse mortgages are they're they're a good option if they need to come into play, right? So, so our job here, whether it be me or Matthew or Jesse or Jason, whoever answers the phone, their job is to get all the information that we need to make sure that we're getting you into the lowest cost and best capital for your situation, right? So if we put your if we put your file together and 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 you know, we realize that you're going to qualify for that 1.15% variable rate, then that's where we're going to stick you, right? That's where that's what we're going to get you. And if that doesn't work, then there's then there's a whole bunch of different things that we can take a look at, whether that be an asset deal or 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 some sort of other non-income qualifying mortgage with payments, right? Um you know, there's uh, alternative lenders, credit unions that we can take a look at, um, you know, all of which these options, you know, are a better option than reverse mortgages. However, if none of these things are, are, are applicable to your situation, then, then and the reverse mortgage is the right product for you, then at that instance, it is a good product. I firmly believe that, yeah. You know what your answer reminds me of a little bit, Justin? And it, it makes a lot of sense. It's like those those coin machines mm-hmm. where like you have a whole bunch of coins and you dump them in the top and they all kind of filter into their right spots. Like the quarters go with the quarters, the dimes go with the clock, and the loonies go where the loonies go, the toonies go where the toonies go. It's similar, right? Like our job is to make sure every loan, every mortgage finds its perfect place on the shelf mm-hmm. right we're basically like um interior decorators we want to make sure that everyone's mortgage gets put on the right spot and sometimes the right spots are reverse mortgage not always but sometimes and our commitment to every single borrower is to ensure that their mortgage gets put in the right spot and that we've uncovered absolutely every option and there's two parts to that job one part is listening one part is listening and asking questions to make sure that we've got all the information we possibly can the very simple right like is there someone renting your basement do you have income from any other sources do you have a family member that might be willing to guarantee the loan or lives with you in that property that earns some sort of income once you gather up every little piece of detail, then you sit with the deal. And if it's complicated, you bring it up at our Monday morning meeting and you have 20 other people listening and thinking through your deal. And then you make a decision and you send it to the lender that you think most perfectly fits that borrower. And what do we always talk about? We talk about what the interest rate is, what the time to repayment is, 
and what the way of repayment is. So using those three details, we find a lender that most perfectly fits the nuanced and individual situation of each and every borrower. And sometimes that lender is a reverse mortgage lender and sometimes that product is a reverse mortgage. But to say that reverse mortgages are the best, no mortgage product is the best, mm. right? Like no mortgage product has all three of those criteria. No mortgage product is perfectly priced, really, really fast and from the perfect lender because every borrower is different. Text board open at 71010. I have a fairly long text here. I'm going to try and cut it down, but it's uh, from, uh, I'm guessing a gentleman, 70 years old, living in Richmond Hill, only him in the house. Uh, he doesn't want to sell. He's been living there for about 35 years. He says he's mortgage-free, doesn't really have much of an income, doesn't want to change his lifestyle, but his daughter's looking to purchase a property and doesn't have the down payment. Um, he wants to help her out. Is there anything that you guys can suggest for him? So right off the bat, what a great guy, right? He's taking equity out of his house to help his daughter buy her house. Uh, I do not know the daughter's situation, but if she's buying a house, she's very likely employed. And I do not know what the debt servicing ratios are. And I, I don't know what the, you know, pre-approval she has in order to purchase. But the first thing that I would say is I would want to get on a call with the father and the daughter, unless he's surprising her with a $200,000 check, which what's the value of that surprise, right? Is the value of the surprise, the difference between paying 5% on $200,000 every year and 1% on $200,000. So is it worth $8,000 a year for the next five years to surprise the daughter? Or maybe the daughter would prefer to have an extra $40,000 to go towards the house. Right. Uh, I would work together with the father and the daughter and maybe there's a brother and maybe there's a mother. I don't know, but like I would want to get the family involved. It's there's, Mortgages and borrowing money are like everything else. They're strength in numbers, right? The more covenants and borrowers and guarantees you can bring to the table, the cheaper your interest rate's going to be. The more options that are going to be available to you, the better a solution you're going to get, not just for you, but for the people you plan on helping. So listen, the daughter could have no income. She could have no credit, in which case she's probably not buying a house anyways. Maybe the $200,000 is for another purpose. But when I hear somebody say, my daughter's buying a house, and this happens all the time, right? Like this is something that is gaining in traction. Like I just got contacted today by the Toronto Star to do an article on homeowners that are 55 and over who are now getting frustrated with having to extract equity to provide to their children to buy homes because homes are too expensive in the city. So this is a really, really big point. It's happening all the time. But the homeowner that's looking to extract the equity needs to partner with the son or daughter or family member they're looking to provide that capital to. And the closer they partner together, the cheaper that capital is going to be. Never mind. I bet you the cheaper the financing on the house they're going to buy is going to be too. So again, there's strength in numbers um, and communication is the key here, right? Like working together with this family to arrive at a better outcome is why connect is successful. Let me get another text message in here, guys. Um, 
This is uh, Virgil says, uh, guys, I recently made an application with a lender that offers reverse mortgages. They said that they would not be able to help me. My first mortgage is 250000 My second mortgage is 150000 My second mortgage is what I'm worried about as it's sitting around 12%. Apparently, I do not have enough equity and it was all or nothing. Is this the same if I came to you? Now, my house is worth about $750,000. So, so four four hundred on seven fifty. Did we get how old Virgil is? Uh, not in the email, no. But regardless, four hundred on seven fifty is like over the fifty five mark. You can't even get fifty five yeah. percent if you're eighty five years old. So, um, Justin, what would you do for Virgil? So, a couple situations. You know, obviously, we would take a look and 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 kind of go through that 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 filter or that coins coin organizer. Um, you know, to make sure that there isn't any other, you know, possible solutions here, you know, whether it be, um, you know, family members, rental income, is he living with somebody else? Some lenders are, are, are you know, taking contributory income from the house, right? Um, so if none of that were to work and, and this would have to, to land with a reverse mortgage, um, you know, and I've been in this situation before with a client where, again, this was the last case uh, scenario and, and, and it was the right product, but um, where we were able to get them uh, a reverse mortgage and some, depending on who you go to, uh, you're not allowed to have any, any sort of financing before, behind the reverse mortgage. Uh, and we have lenders that are willing to go in behind reverse mortgage so we can get you a home equity loan that we can amortize. So if he's left with, say, you know, 50, 75,000, whatever behind the reverse mortgage that he gets, then he can actually work at, at, at whatever, you know, income that he does have at paying down that second mortgage and making sure that, you know, in a timely fashion, he can pay that off so that he's just left with the reverse mortgage and whatever rate that he got on, on his second mortgage that he has right now, I mean, we could probably beat it in the first place. Right. So there's definitely, for sure. It's way too high. Definitely. Yeah. So, so, you know, that would be, if, if this was a reverse mortgage situation, you know, we would replace the first mortgage. We would get as much of the equity to pay for that second mortgage, pay down the second mortgage. And then we would get something that's way more cost efficient for him in second position that he can amortize and pay down if he wishes to. So that would be my solution there for sure. Marcus, I, get, I can give you 30 seconds. Why should someone pick up the phone and call Connect? So listen. Today we're talking about reverse mortgages, but there's always some nuanced difference in anyone's personal situation. There are way too many products out there and there are way too many details in your personal situation that you might not even have thought could be relevant to help you access a better product. Deal with a company that knows all of the products that are available and knows the questions to ask you to figure out how to best present you to get the best product.